Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Rory, how you doing? Cam, great. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Well, I've seen you on a screen this time. Feels like I haven't seen you in a while in person. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Fridays come around really quick. But as you say, just because we didn't do it this Friday, it feels like it's it's been ages. Did I see you last week? Yeah, it was last week. Bloody, man, time's scary. I feel like it. I get lost like in some sort of, I don't know, some sort of matrix and just <laughs> complete track of time. <laughs> it, it is. It's crazy. Like you sort of think, you know, it's the middle of summer, everything's going well, and then summer comes to an end. And now we're just staring at Christmas straight in the teeth, you know? Yeah. Literally, like, matter of what? I think about what, nine weeks or so, something like that. Uh, I don't know. There's always some woman on Facebook will have it up with like 89 sleeps or something. Yeah. So, and you know what? You know, well, just just on an economic standpoint, this is how you know the UK just in complete shit. Because I swear, well, this year, you know, the like Christmas stuff in shops, yeah. it's been brought forward, man. I'm telling you, like I've been seeing it for the last three weeks, Christmas stuff. Yeah, as you said that, actually, we were in Sainsbury's a couple of days ago, and I seen all the tins of sweets, right? All like the reindeer chocolate sweets. I was like, reindeer chocolate sweets, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mate. That's everyone's. Yeah, just try to bring it I forward. Like, that cash I, feel like it's, I feel like it gets earlier every year that you know, whenever we turn old man, that it's just going to be continuous Christmas stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true. But um, what yeah, did you get up this week? What have I been doing this week? What? Yeah. Um, not like a lot, really. To be honest with you, mate. Um, not a lot. What about you? took it really really quiet was just busy with university work and then yeah Lizzie doing a few things in uh training so yeah everybody sort of listeners I closed out all my positions a few weeks ago and now I'm starting to open a few positions again so nice it's nice, nice yeah well actually saying that you know just talking because obviously last week I spoke about my my wrist didn't I on the football front and um yeah. well I still played I still played last week and um yeah, banged in a goal, lovely goal, nice, nice assist. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the rest yeah, isn't going to take you out. What's that, mate? The rest isn't going to take you out. No, no chance. Yeah, no chance. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, all right. Well, look, we might as well jump into obviously what's going on this week. Um, mm -hmm. Well, uh, well, in the latest week, uh, it's been eventful. Um, where where do we even start? Um, should we start with UK? Politics. It's hard to know where to start, but yeah, let's start UK politics after Jenny left. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe what I was reading in the newspaper. Obviously, I knew Liz Trust, she was on her way out. Um, you know, I'm not even gonna have any compensation for the cow because sorry, I shouldn't even say that, but these, these guys pissed me off. Um, anyway, I shouldn't have any compensation for her. But what what I'm surprised about is I I can't believe I'm reading that Boris Johnson is coming back. And they're calling him the comeback king. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it, mate. I'm really I, horrified. I don't know. Like, I I genuinely don't know how good or how bad it could really be. There's a part of me thinks, you know something, if he comes back, it mightn't be a bad thing because he's had 44 days to think about his actions. Yeah. Then I'm sort of thinking, well, you know, everybody's going to lose credibility <laughs> if they bring yeah. back something to fire, you know. Yeah. He he loves this, though. Like, he's loving this. He's a, he's, he's a sicko. He's loving his attention, uh, but man, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. I mean, I can, think it, can it get any worse? It can't, you know, 
like I, I think Joe Biden would have been a better bet than Liz Truss. You know, that that's saying something. Yeah. So, well, so on that front, anyway, we, we had a bit of a relief rally, didn't we, for for the pound just on that announcement uh, because you know obviously Liz Truss caused a lot of market turmoil for UK markets and obviously that spilled over into into globally as well. So I think that was a bit of a relief rally for the pound, but wasn't really sustainable. Um, yeah. You know, because we're still in a bit of a a bit of a sticky situation. Inflation rise uh, jumped again this week, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I was just reading there over the weekend as well that Bank of America and ING still uh, hold their forecasts. So ING still hold their cable forecast at 105 for 105, year end. End of year, end of year. And Bank of America holds parity. Parity this end of the year. Yeah. Well, they didn't actually they didn't actually specify a time, but they still said yeah. that they're holding their their thoughts at parity. So I mean, I mean they're, not, they're not really cared about that sort of recent rally last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We did see that huge move on Monday. We went up to one fourteen, didn't we? On Monday, then came all the way down to cable, like to what one ten? Yeah, fifty something. I'll bring it up here on on the chart. So um, yeah, we went up to about one fourteen fifty. Ran into I actually an entry in at one thirteen ninety five. What uh, for shorts or longs? Yeah, for a short. Yeah, on Monday morning, and then held it right through to Thursday. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Obviously, we've had this volatility, which we'll we'll go into um in a moment. Well, we might as well just go into it now, mate. Um, yeah, I know it is the next it's the next big thing, really. Just the, obviously the shift in the dollar, you know, yeah. the shift in the dollar. Uh, well, I I saw the report um a little bit later than than I, I would have hoped to have seen. Luckily, I wasn't even any in anything anyway in terms of any positions, but. Yeah, I, I, I was quite surprised. So a few, it's this Wall Street Journal report, right? Um, a few members, um, you know, one, one believing that there could be a, or a need for for a slowdown of rate hikes. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's just noise within. It's pretty much just noise within the rally. Yeah, it's like to be, you know, as I mentioned, I think it was two weeks ago on a podcast. I mentioned if we go back, I'm sure we can find it that whenever you start to see a bit of a bottom on the S&P 500 or in equities, just a very small bottom, you yeah. get all these technical analysis and all these guys on Wall Street coming out saying, it's the bottom, it's the bottom, with this lining up and that's lining up. And they start throwing around all this literally propaganda, mm. saying it's the bottom. People start to buy into it. And then all of this, this, the ass falls out of it and it pretty much comes crashing down again. Yeah. You know, I think people need to just focus on the bigger picture here, really see what is going on exactly. Yeah. And try Try and not really get caught up in that too much. I mean, yeah. just looking at you know treasury yields, um, treasury yields week on week mm. were up, month on month they're up. Um, you know, I have a bit of a PowerPoint there. We'll share it in a bit. Yeah, definitely. But you know, if, if yields are going up, then obviously bonds are still coming down, and for for that reason, you know, you're still going to see the um, interest rate then FOMC decision probably being higher. Higher. PCE index coming out on Thursday this week, so that'll be another indicator to look out for, and then. We also have Bank of Canada interest rate decision. So if we see the Bank of Canada, perhaps with another surprise 100 basis points, then that could maybe potentially not sway the Fed, but it could potentially maybe lead some sentiment into the Fed thinking, well, you know, Bank of Canada are doing it. We could potentially look at it. Yeah, definitely. We had, well, well, just I know we're jumping thing to thing, but back, last week we had Canadian CPI look, jumping, jumping there. Um, that did. We saw a little bit of bid on CAD on the back of that. So maybe yeah. maybe they do come out surprisingly a little bit more hawkish than expected. I think they're only expected to hike by 75 basis points 
but with yeah, inflation right. rising there, may, maybe there could be room for a little bit more uh, for mm. Bank Canada on Wednesday. It's Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah 50 base points is, is 50 base points is expected, actually. 50. So, so yeah. I mean, only, when you say only 50, you know, if you go back 15 years ago, it was 25 was a normal hype. True. Yeah, that's a good I, point. That's a good you know, point, mate. These are still huge numbers in terms of, of hiking. Yeah. But I still think you know the Fed for another three seventy-five basis point hikes. Mm. I believe so yeah. November, December, and February. I believe will be seventy-five. Mm. What What do you think happens to the dollar from here? Because look, if you look in the latest weeks, bring it up. Obviously, we've we've finished in the red. Really, if you look at the last one, two, three, four weeks, what have we actually done? We haven't done anything. We're in consolidation uh, mm -hmm. right now. But if you look via the dollar index, obviously we've finished in the red there. Do, um. What 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 do you what's your personal opinion? Um, firstly, just do, do you think we're gonna ca carry on pulling back for the dollar? Yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, the last four weeks are pretty much all the month. We've just moved sideways yeah. on the dollar, and pretty much any move there that you would have caught would have just been you know pure volatility. I yeah. mean, you can't really, you know, you can't ever really call the top in anything until the top's been put in. True. And for now, for now, I don't think there has been a top in the dollar. You know, just as I was saying that. You know, U.S. Treasury yields are still rising quite firm. We still have unemployment quite low. So there is that sort of imbalance now between the economy. And I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of room for hiking. And this through the economy, you know, we're probably on one of the fastest ever paces, you know, of growth in 2021 last year. So in order to try and stop that and slow that down, it's going to take a lot more hikes than, you know, what people are used to. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, mate. You know, I, I, I... Sorry, as, as I always say, you know, people go back and say, well, 30, 40 years ago, you know, you had this many hikes and this interest rate stopped people from buying. You have to remember now it's a new generation and maybe this generation doesn't mind paying five, six, seven percent mortgages and they, they might actually curve it was back to 10% 30 year, you know, loans, they might incur with that. Yeah. So it's just something else to take in mind that you do have a new generation and new way of thinking. And potentially, you know, we could see Fed funds rate of five, five percent in yeah. spring and then potentially pushing even higher into the end of summer. Definitely, mate. I mean, yeah, I haven't, I haven't changed my my view on 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 that either. Seeing seeing potentially just above north of of five percent, and you know, you've got you've got to remember as well, like really and truly, where if we're talking about major economies, where where else do you want to be putting your money outside of outside of dollar, maybe may, uh, outside of US, maybe Switzerland, because obviously Switzerland have now come out of negative rates, safe. Uh, but really, in terms of if we're looking at major economies, it's all about the US. You know, yeah. it's, it's 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 solid, uh, as we've seen with with a number of data points. Um, it's it is obviously the largest economy in the world, um, and obviously, yeah, they're paying pay, paying a decent yield now. So, yeah. I, I think yeah, that any any dips that we see at the moment, dollar just continues to get bought. I'm I'm just looking yeah. for us to come down and test this sort of one ten area uh, for support, just where we previously topped here. Look, if you see for those three weeks there, we topped where we wick down here um, as well. So it's that psychological 110 mark. I think we bounced there and, and we just buy on the dips. Look how aggressive it's been though. Like this trend is just since I think July, yeah, July, June, 2021 here. Yeah. Look how aggressive that is. And it's, as you say, at the moment, there isn't really any sign of, of, of any dollar reversal yet. I don't think we've hit any top. I don't like to call tops and bottoms, but I don't think we, there's no signs of us hitting a top yet. But I mean, if you go to June, 2022 there, yeah. On the chart, those two red candles. So if you just go... June uh, 2022. June, oh, here. Do you see those two red candles? You know, people probably think, well, look how steep it was there coming into sort of April, May, June. Look how steep right. it is. This must be the top. 
And now look where we are. You know, you're pushing higher. So who's to say now that we won't look back in you know February and March and be like, Jesus, we're not even close and we're higher again. Mm, exactly. Think, you know, I think the last thing people need to look at is maybe a chart and just focus on, you know, as we've been saying, the fundamentals behind us. Yeah. You know, yields are still rising, unemployment's still low. I think there's plenty of room for a dollar upside still left. Mm. You've got Bank of America, ING still calling parity. Mm. I mean, that's what another you know 10 cents away so still and, quite a lot and uh and obviously um the analysts over at rory rory mcculloch <laughs> rory mcmullen I've caught him, uh, 50 cents <laughs> <laughs> call him 50 cent, yeah <laughs> brilliant uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm not sure who edited that but it must have been a bit of clickbait so <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> i mean i mean before anybody takes it you know wholesomely i think that's a very not an end of year target but maybe an end of century target you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. well i don't know if, if boris johnson comes in it could be an end of month target <laughs> god yeah in it <laughs> what and then uh, this trust comes back <laughs> oh stop it stop it <laughs> Who, what, in terms of your, your view, do you think, obviously, uh, I think Rishi Sunak's seemingly in the lead. Obviously, it can go either way anyway at the end of the day. But what happens if, if, if we get Boris Johnson back? Do you think we get a bit of a pound sell-off initially? What, what's your view? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get a bit of a pound sell-off. You know, I think the first thing that will come to people's head is the credibility, first of all, of, you know, British politics. And then second of all, sort of just the credibility, basically, of the of Bank of England. I mean, if you're if you sack somebody 45 days ago or 50 days ago now, whatever it was, and then bring that person back in, you know, mm. are you really changing anything? You know, you're not really adapting for change. True. So I think, and it's just going to sort of along with, you know, Boris's sort of point of view as well. You know, he wouldn't, in terms of a hawkish and dovish scale, he'd be a wee bit more perhaps dovish yeah. than what Rishi would be. Rishi does come from that more sort of finance background, mm-hmm. you know, so he wouldn't be afraid to sort of, you know, step in there with the Bank of England and say, look, we need to raise rates higher, sort of have that conversation with them mm. and then really sort of look at maybe a bit more of, you know, obviously monetary policy tightening and then also maybe looking at the fiscal side of it as well. Definitely. You know, definitely. I think if we see she come in, we could, you know, really start to see a wee bit, of, maybe a bit of strength in the pound and it could potentially hold above 110, mm. probably for the next couple of weeks, couple of months, who knows? And then if Boris comes in, I think it'll just fall straight away. Yeah. So, just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice at two blokes trading we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey there is a ton of free analysis across forex crypto stocks and commodities we also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas education live trading sessions and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page a nominal deposit of just 200 and start trading with pepperstone and then get full access to the two blokes trading app yeah, I mean, I've looked at a few levels there and you can see in the charts that yeah, I drew a few levels up. Let's see. Yeah, go on. You... Do you want to share? I'll give you uh, access. You, sh- you just share your... You know, so this this is... I'll go into... I'll start in the US first, just in the S&P. Yeah. So I'm sort of sitting looking at here, you know, you can really Please see... Please share this. your screen, mate. No, is it no. not shared? No. <laughs> this is what happened. It is shared, yeah? Is, is that it now? No. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I maybe have to move these out of the way. So I'm just sort of looking here at the S&P, you know, we can start to see really the S&P now pushing up to this sort of monthly pivot point. And, yeah. you know, as obviously we have a few of the screenshots and videos in the group so the guys can really see the lines that we've drawn in there. And mm. I think we might just see a bit of a pullback now on US equities. I mean, 
it was just a couple of weeks ago where I said I was closing, you know, my portfolio down because I was expecting a bit of a rally. Mm. I'm expecting that bit of a rally now to come. Um, I think we'll probably see a bit of a relief rally until the FOMC comes out. And one of the guys did comment in the group saying that he thinks there's going to be a bit of a rally in equities due to earnings season. Mm. And I think one of the main things I would talk about with earnings season is that the first sort of institutions to report in earnings season is always the finance institutions. And finance institutions always tend to do well in a high interest rate environment. Now, because we are now in a high interest rate environment in comparison to what we were, you're obviously going to start to see those banks and institutions making more money in terms of commissions and seeing the top line grow and then ultimately, you know, seeing that bottom line grow as well. And that's why I think they have sort of surprised to the upside. Whereas whenever we start to see the more heavy industrials uh, looking to release their earnings and maybe even the retailers and consumer discretionary, I think that's when they'll start to disappoint. So I think, you know, for the first couple of weeks now of earnings season, we might just see, and the remainder of October, we might just see this bit of a push up on the S&P here, perhaps maybe up to like 3,685, this sort of level here. And then I think once we start to see those consumer discretionary stocks come in, one I'm looking at is Starbucks. Uh, once we start to see those report, I think we'll start to see a bit of a drop down and look to go back down to that 3,500 level for a year end target. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, uh, just on your screen there. So, so where where do you think we're running into resistance? Did you say on on net on the S and P there? Sort of around three three thousand eight hundred and sixty five. That's okay. really level there. I think it would maybe be better. Maybe if I open it up, if I just stop my share and open it up on yeah, on what's it called, Trading View. Yeah. Let me just open it up there, and then it'll be a bit yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, no. Just why you're bringing it up. I, I, it looked like was that on? You had that on a daily chart, didn't you? There, was that yeah, on a daily? that was on a daily. I yeah. mean, if if you're ever looking sort of for that direction, I think a daily chart's sort of the best yeah. way to go about it. You know, four hour can four hours good for time and entries and things like that. But you know, if you're mm. looking at that overall market um direction, I think the daily chart's the best. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm just gonna just step in a look now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looked like. No, 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 no. Yeah. Cool. That should be Google Chrome now. Mm. Or trading view, Google Chrome. <laughs> right. So this is just the S&P 500 here. And this yellow line that I have drawn out here is actually at the bear market level. So mm. that basically just resides from the all-time high. So far on the S&P 500, minus 20%. And that's mm. the level. So you can see we're still in this bear market. And the last time we had that bit of a rally... We just didn't really get quite above it. And that the 20 moving average is just something I put on for a bit of reference as mm. well. See, and you can really see how it was blocked out here. We now have managed above that, looking to push up with this pivot. And I sort of think just in around this monthly pivot here, between the monthly pivot and the bear market level, I think that's where we're going to see come into some resistance. Mm. So, and then once we come into the resistance there, that's when we're going to start to see the sort of heavy industrials, retailers, consumer discretionary, probably starting to report, you know, bad earnings. So, yeah, I mean, well, you think we, like, for example, Tesla, where, where was Tesla? Tesla was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, Tesla was last week. They, I have... they, they initially obviously shattered brick um, on, on, on their report, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, no. production of cars is still up. It's still growing. But yet, you know, um, bottom line wasn't growing. So it was quite worrying. Was something like that. Well, know? yeah, definitely. Definitely. Come in. So. And just seeing, you know, the amount of sell off that went there is maybe the bubble starting to burst for Tesla. And maybe it's not, mm. you know, the uh, maybe it's not the stock everybody thought it was going to be. You know, I have my own personal views in Tesla. Mm. I don't think personally that they're going to be the company they are now in 10 or 15 years. Yeah, you know, mm. 
I'm not sure. Did, did we discuss it one time? I thought in like hydrogen cars versus electric cars. Uh, no, I don't think we did, mate. Yeah, I don't think, you know, just really quickly, I do think that hydrogen is probably what's going to be the end goal for all governments and around the world. I think electric vehicles is just a stopgap to keep the sort of protesters in the M25 happy. I think that's mm. literally all that electric cars are. I don't think there's a really big future with them. I think what the real future is going to be is hydrogen. So that's why I don't really see huge potential in electric cars. I do for the short to mid midterm. Don't get me yeah. I think in the long term, you know, unless mm. we can come up with a hydrogen car, then I think that's probably the, the best sort of vehicle transportation. Okay, mate. So, so different different point of view, you know, not too yeah. many. Yeah. But it's just something, a bit of like feel for thought for people out there, maybe to take a look at it, do a bit of digging. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you want to bring up the uh, the calendar for next week? Yeah. See what's going on. Um, um, see what the crack is. I think there's a, a few key data points. I, I'm more interested for me. I'm, I am quite, <clears throat> I said it in the two in the, in my week ahead analysis in the two blokes trading app, I was just talking about how obviously we had that Wall Street Journal report, but I just feel like we're going to get some, you know, off the calendar Fed speakers that maybe throw some cold water on that WSJ report. In my opinion, I think that could happen, yeah. um, which could be a bit of a, a saving grace for, for that dollar pullback. I just I've seen it before, you know, people just uh, things just getting misconstrued or I don't know. It's just, a, I just see it as a possibility. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. I mean, just looking at the bigger picture in general, you know, we're really at a bottom, you know, have people really suffered with unemployment rates at its all-time low? Exactly. Are we really at a bottom, you know? Exactly. A lot of people are getting confused in bear market rallies and bottoms, in my opinion, anyway. Mm. You know, the, the rallies in a bear market are always more vicious than they are in a bull market. Yeah, you know? true, true. But this is just the calendar then, really, for what we got. So Monday and Tuesday, we don't really have anything, to be quite honest. Manufacturing PMI is there. Yeah, we have German manufacturing PMI on Monday. Yeah. Not really going to do much, to be quite honest, as well as S&P Global on uh, Monday afternoon. Tuesday's quite light, really. Not much Not much there. Wednesday's where it gets a bit more interesting with Australian inflation in the mm. morning. And then in the afternoon, followed by Bank of Canada interest rate decisions. That will obviously come off the back of the the uh, inflation data from last week. Mm -hmm. We'll have an interesting one I like to look at is US building permits. So mm. it is the final one. So there was a prelim obviously two weeks ago. Yeah. Final one. So just keep an eye out on that to see what it is. But US building mm. permits is a great leading indicator. Uh, just for the commodity guys then, we do have EIA uh, gasoline and crude oil changes uh, later on in the evening at 3.30. Going into Thursday then, we just have some GFK consumer confidence in um in germany won't really move the market too much ecb interest rate decision that yeah be, big one that's that a big one be. mate so that's kind of the start you know you have a bit in wednesday and then going into thursday so i think you know next week probably going to see a bit of a quiet beginning of the week and then wednesday what, until then what's the consensus on that ecb rate decision uh so they expect to hike by 75 basis points yeah. i mean that's that's largely priced in do we get um do we get a hawkish hike or are we getting a dovish hike what do you, what do you reckon I I think personally it'll just it'll come in at seventy five, and I think you know Christine like the rhetoric the rhetoric yeah. attached to that. Yeah, I think that's always the important thing. Now I think more now than more than ever, it's predictable what is going to happen usually mm. in cases, and I don't think it's really the you know it's not the number that comes out; it's really the rhetoric that comes with that. Yeah, is what I mean. 
Yeah, how, I'm just trying to think of how, how inflation has been in the Eurozone of late. Obviously, is, 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 does it remain elevated? So have a pull yeah, it's still elevated. What I'll do is... Eurozone inflation, Eurozone CPI, let me see the number. Uh, Eurozone CPI. I think we should be at nine points. Is it 9.2? Yeah, uh, uh, well, actually, hold tight. No, 9.9%. 9.9. Yeah. Yeah, 9.9. .9. So we're still elevated. Yeah, so still fairly elevated. It's at 75 points as well overdue. You yeah, know, for sure, for as, sure. as we've just discussed before, I mean, raising interest rates in the EU is a lot tougher than raising it in the UK and the US. Yeah, You've all exactly. the different economies there. You know, we've got exactly 100%. Five, six percent interest rates for Germany might, you know, consumer might be able to handle it. Five or six interest rates in Malta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah Different story, something like that. Difficult one. So, what was the crack? You mentioned something at the start of the uh, when we were chatting earlier. You mentioned something about the Saudi announcement. What was that about? Yeah, it was just the um, Saudi energy minister actually went to China and India. I think it was more just to strengthen relationships in uh, terms of sort of uh, oil production. So, obviously, China and India would probably be two of the two of the biggest customers in terms of mm -hmm. exporting for Saudi Arabia, and their mm -hmm. energy minister just went out there to sort of. I think it was more just to make ties and um, the Indian energy ministers did, did come out and said that they're pretty happy with what OPEC plus are doing at the minute and they keep the crude market quite stable. So mm. I think they were doing it more off the back whenever, you know, Biden the administration came out and said that they were going to obviously release 15 million barrels mm. of um, storage versus the 2 million cut, which was, which came from Saudi. So I think that's, Still probably looking to see a bit of a weaker oil there, a bit of a weaker crew. Mm. I think we could head back down to 70, 60. But yeah, agreed, mate. Um, um uh, let me just bring up my chart here. I um just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Share my screen. Uh, all right, so yeah, I've got... Well, I had this kit. Let me just put this up on a weekly a minute. So yeah, just we bounced like this. So I had the price action, how we had this descending sort of uh, this descending channel, this flag structure. We broke out of that, and now we've sort of pulled back and retested. We found a bit of support, a bit of weekly support there at eighty-two dollars, um, and a sort of a retest of this, you know, this channel that we escaped. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, we failed to. And then I had this daily flag sort of structure marked up. And then we sort of broke out, but then we sucked back below and we've sort of lost momentum. Um, so I don't I don't think even think that's a bullish flag anymore, in my opinion. It just yeah. capitalised. It looks like we've got a bit of narrowing now here. Uh, sort of this range here is probably going to look to sort of break out to the downside. Um, probably go and test 80, $80, $80. If we breach this $82, then then we, we drop. Yeah. Blood breach it, we should get run down to 76 and then yeah. 70, yeah. 70. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see that. See that. So, yeah. um, just while on commodities, actually, um, I'm gonna. I've got my analysis on there, so I, can't, I need to put it on a naked chart. But basically, look, obviously, gold's capitalising on um, that WSJ report on Friday. Uh, but it looks like if you look just technically, if we just look technically, we don't think too much about the fundamentals at the moment. We've, we've obviously we bottomed out here, and we actually hit 
I, I don't know if you saw, but anyway, I put had a couple of nice trades for gold for the for the two blokes trading community last week. Both of them hitting target. I had targets at sixteen twenty five and then at sort of uh, at sixteen twenty. Um, and just to challenge these lows here of, of last month, you see, like we've got one bottom there, got second bottom here. Looks like a bit of a double bottom formation, and then we've got the neckline of that double bottom up at around seventeen twenty seven. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think that has a potential to play out? To go back up to seventeen twenty seven? Yeah. What's your view? I, I I don't think so. I think you know at the minute, gold is probably limited to seventeen hundred. But as I say, mm. you know, once we start that stronger dollar coming back in again then that's when we're going to start to really see gold yeah you know, come, come on if you look at how much dollar has you know how much the dollars fell if you went on to the dixie chart there just above it yeah and you look at how much the dollars came off versus how much gold has went up it's not really proportionate so you True. can see that i think gold reacts more to when dollar rises to them to when actually dollar falls agree definitely definitely mate so I think looking at gold, there are seventeen hundreds probably the upside limited. I was looking at that seventeen hundred mark, yeah, as a as a pullback into that near term, and then uh, yeah, just see how the price deals there. But I, I, you're probably right. Could get some mm -hmm. some selling there. Um, look to round off, mate. Obviously, we've gone over what's what's um next week. What just going to put you on the spot now, and then obviously I, I haven't really thought of anything yet. But I'll, I'll would I think it's just be good to to end the podcast like this. If we can give like a tip not necessarily about what's coming out this week, but just like a, a quick fire tip uh, for, for, from your side and from my side uh, for, for obviously for our listeners, new guys, new guys, let's get, let's give a tip each. Go on, you go first. <laughs> guys who have just begun, beginning to trade or guys who've never traded? No, maybe they're just beginning to trade. Yeah. Let's go with people that just begin to trade. Let's have a quick I, would, tip. I would say one thing that's probably over, overshadowed quite a lot is investment bank research. Mm. So if you go on to Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Bank of America, whoever it is. And they publish every, some of them publish weekly, monthly, quarterly, and they will publish um, their research. Mm. And that research literally gets all their findings together of what they think is going to happen in markets. Mm. So Bank of America think, you know, the pound's going to party. If you do your research and find the report, it'll tell you all the reasons why they think it's going to party. Mm. And sometimes just reading things like that can be quite good to get uh, understanding of what they're using to generate their idea. True. Let so let me just count that a minute. Now I agree with you, um, and it, and it's good for 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 new guys to go and obviously to digest that news and just uh, obviously further educate themselves in terms of on a macro level. But then yeah. also remember, and I've I've seen it. You know, uh, when I've been obviously when I worked as an analyst, some of those most stupid calls uh, that these guys make, and it's just purely out of their own selfish gain of try you know to trying to back their their books their portfolio. And yeah. I'm telling you, I've seen some of the most stupidest calls from some of the big boys as well. And you can just tell you're just trying to talk up your own book. You yeah. know, um, I mean, whenever JP Morgan were saying, you know, oil going up to what was it, 165 or 100, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was just complete you nonsense. Know, that was complete nonsense. I can't remember if it was JP Morgan or City Bank or Morgan Stanley, but one of them called 65, the other called like 165. Yeah. You know, you know, that was nonsense. But if it's within the range of possibility, then do look at it. Yeah, definitely. That's just something I thought. What about you? Yeah, so if I could offer something, um, you know, is uh, what I like to say is, you know, just don't be afraid to take some profit off the table, you know, especially at the moment. Just you saw what happened there on Friday. That, that would have caught a lot of people off guard, you know, yeah. uh, with that dollar fall. And it's just like, you know, if, you, if you've made a decent, decent amount of profit, for, for the day, wherever we are in, in, in the day or in the week, just don't be afraid to take some of that off the table and lock, lock some in. 
Um, just one for a psychological aspect of, you know, just removing some some risk from the market and just paying yourself essentially. Um, and two, just given how choppy, choppy these markets are. And you don't want the case to be, um, you know, say you, you are in a trade um, and, you know, there's an, an opportunity for you to take some profit and the market ends up pulling right back, closing you out. And you, you, yeah, it's just 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 take some, you know, especially in these choppy markets is, is my point. Yeah. You know, exactly, hundred percent agree. I got caught out on Friday, then mm-hmm. so I was in the cable shorts and tried to add too much and got caught out. Yeah. So. All right, mate. It looks like we need to wrap up because we've got we're in the last few seconds. Uh, yeah. Sorry, it's a pleasure, mate. <laughs> Brilliant, Ken. Thanks very much. Stay See you next week. Friday. Bye.